0: Hello everyone! My name is Marissa Hagler, my pronouns are she, her, and welcome back to Hurdling Through Hard Times. Today's episode is all about what I learned my first year of college because it has kind of mostly officially come to an end, so I really want to take this time to reflect on it. This is going to be a lot of advice for incoming freshmen, but it's also a chance for upperclassmen or alumni to look back on their college experience and be like, oh, I felt that, or like, no, Marissa's just crazy. (laughs) So I plan to make multiple parts about college life just because I feel like one is not enough. So this first one is more dedicated to my incoming freshmen with all the questions in the world because I know I was exactly where you were at, and so I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know today and probably about a million episodes in the future. So this is Hurtling Through College Life Part 1. So let's get started. What color is your heart today? Oh, I always do this on the spot and I always say I do it on the spot and I think I'm just stalling to give myself time. Um, Today my heart is probably like a dark green or like a dark charcoal slash green like put together Um, I've had a rough week and I this was one of those times where like I really wanted to record but my body was just not in it and like my mind was there but like my body's been really exhausted. We had break so oh happy May by the way. (laughs) Happy May everyone. Um, Last month of school for some people so that's really exciting. I just I don't know I've been really struggling this past week. Um, I had a couple. I don't want to say a couple, but I I did have a couple PTSD triggers and that made this week a lot harder for me than I had anticipated. So I'm hoping that by recording an episode and doing something that I love, I can really take back how I'm feeling and control it. And yeah, I, I think that that's just what I need to do. I also woke up this morning to a text from my therapist telling me that she doesn't have an available appointment for me in three weeks, like for three weeks. So, like, I won't be able to see her. And I already haven't seen her for almost a month. So, I was like, okay, girl, that's fine. I'm just going to suffer over here. Good thing I have a good support system or I would be lost. (laughs) So, that's kind of the background of what my heart color, I guess, is today. So, yeah, let's get straight into it with hurtling Through College Life Part 1. So, the first aspect of college that I'm going to kind of hit on is physical health. And it's kind of just reflecting on what changed with my physical health over my freshman year of college. So the first thing of advice that I would have is definitely to fuel your body. And that's something that I didn't really do coming into college, like, over the summer and during senior year, I got better at it. But when I got, like, throughout college, I did not fuel my body the way that I should have. This year was a really tough year food-wise for me. And the biggest advice that I could give when it comes to your physical health is fueling your body with the good like nutrition that you need. And right now I'm taking a class on human nutrition, so I'm learning more about that stuff. Fun fact is that when someone says, not someone, when something says like zero calories, like my friend Lauren, love Lauren, when she drinks black coffee, she drinks it because it's zero calories. But calories are what you need with nutrients. So I just learned about this in class where when something has zero calories, it means you're literally not benefiting from it. So when you're just drinking like straight black coffee, like you're not getting anything from that. So like people are looking for things that have like low calories, but that's not always what you should be looking for because with low calories, that means it has like low protein, low carbohydrates, low um, fats and oils, like things that you need to fuel your body. So don't look at calories necessarily when you're looking into things when it comes to fueling your body. Like, fuel your body with the foods that you love, but also fuel fuel your body with food that's important for you. So, like, eating, I know this is, like, cliche, but, like, eating the correct amount of fruits and vegetables, or, like, having pasta, or, I don't know, like, not eating pizza every night, you know? Like, having, like, a rice bowl with, like, chicken and guac and all that stuff. Like, I love eating that. That's probably, that was probably my go-to meal freshman year, and now it's closed so I don't get it anymore, which is sad, (laughs) but yeah, fuel your body is definitely a really important thing. Exercise is also my second big thing for you guys, like even if you're not in a sport, especially if you're not in a sport, like exercise should be really important, so like because I was a dual sport athlete this year, I, I was practicing all the time, so I didn't really have to worry about my exercise necessarily, but I know a lot of people that didn't do sports in high school, and then like like these, these are upperclassmen that I know, but like they didn't really do. They did sports in high school, and then they didn't do anything like their freshman year of high school or college. Geez, cheese and crackers. Um, gosh, sorry. Words today are very hard. I'd usually edit out the bloopers, but like we're all human. We all make mistakes. Just bear with me on that. <laughs> but um when they come into their freshman year of college. They don't exercise because they're like, oh, yeah, like, I don't care about this anymore. And then they start to not like their body as much. And then they start struggling with those mental health issues because, like, you know, they're not, they're not exercising. They're not feeling confident in their body. They're losing that muscle. They're losing. They're gaining more fat. Like, it's really important to exercise. And you're paying for this gym. It's like part of your tuition is literally a gym, gym membership. Like, take advantage of going to the weight room or just going to, like, bike. I know I've talked about how much I love cycling and how I do it all the time. And, like, walking on the treadmill, the Stairmaster, I've recently gotten into using that. Like, it's just little things like that. Like, even if you just go for literally, like, a 20-minute walk a day or, like, every other day on a treadmill or outside, like, do it. I don't know. I think that exercise is just a really important thing for everyone. So, even if you aren't in a sport, I highly recommend taking advantage of the facility that you're literally paying for and use it, you know? So... Yeah, the next thing that I have kind of ties into both, but uh, it's take good care of your health. So, like, taking good care of your health is really essential in your day to day life. But even more so when you're starting a brand new chapter of going to a new school, whether that's in your town or not, like, you're starting a new chapter of your life. And sometimes it's miles away from your family and your home, and you will likely face a frequent temptation to eat unhealthy foods. And, like, cooking low-cost meals or missing out on physical exercise due to, like, lack of time with air quotes around it. Because, like, if you want to do it, you can. You can make time for it. You're just choosing not to, you know? Like, there's there are things that you could push around to make sure that you're getting what you need, you know? So yeah, but nevertheless, it is important to keep a healthy lifestyle and like eating fruits and vegetables, drinking enough water, drinking water is a really big one, like make a goal for yourself to drink enough water and sleeping well and exercising often, like your health is the foundation of everything. Do not neglect it. Let me, let me say that again. Your health is the foundation of everything. Do not neglect it because if you neglect your physical health, your mental health will only get worse do not neglect it, period. I also have been praising meal prep, and this isn't something that I really got into until, um, like, second semester, partway through second semester, where I started to, like, plan out what I was going to eat in the morning, even if it was the night before, where I was like, this is what I'm going to do for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because I had my schedule in front of me, like, I had to schedule in meals, and that's what got me to eat, and, like, sometimes that's what you have to do. So, highly recommend meal prepping because then that also gives you an opportunity to figure out, like, what you want and, like, where you're going to get nutrition from. Because, like, when you make a plan to go eat somewhere or, like, do something, like, you're most likely going to do it. But if you're just kind of like, oh, maybe I'll do this. I don't really know if I want to. Like, you're probably not going to end up getting up to do it, you know? So, meal prep, highly recommend. Oh, my gosh. My, like, butt bone just cracked. I don't know if you guys heard that. But I heard it in my headphones, so I think you might have heard You might have just heard that that was that was silly (laughs) um my last thing on physical health is something that um my friend Kaylee she's gonna listen to this eventually Kaylee love you miss you so much um she emphasized to me and talked to me about but like wash your face because Kaylee uh, you guys that might have listened to previous episodes with her um she is from New Orleans and that's like in the south and then she came up to Illinois and her face broke out which is a natural thing to happen to everyone like I have acne and I live in town you know like it doesn't it doesn't always go into moving places but like starting a new chapter of your life that's a lot of stress on you that's a lot of stress on you physically and mentally and when your body feels stress your body creates acne so highly recommend washing your face whether you're a guy or a girl wash it twice a day like For me, I wash it two to three times a day. It kind of just depends on what's happening that day, but I always wash it in the morning for sure, and then usually when I shower during the day, I'll wash my face, and then it kind of depends, like, how I'm feeling that night, because, like, usually I shower, like, midday, so, like, I'll wash in the morning, wash it midday, and then I don't always wash it at night, but then I'll get up in the morning and wash it again, so, like, I always wash my face at least twice a day. Highly recommend that. You don't have to do any of these things. I I keep on saying highly recommend, but, like, these are all highly recommend things, you know. <laughs> like I want you to do all these things because, like, I learned that I should have done them and I didn't, and then my mental health and physical health got worse. So, whoa. So I just I, I'm just recommending all of this, but I'm gonna keep saying that I recommend it to kind of like ingrained in your brain. Like I'm saying that you like should do it, but like you should do this, you know. So that is all that I have on physical health right now, and we're going to move into mental health. Okay. So getting into mental health now, the First thing that I have kind of like thought most about is cry if you need to. Do not hold it in and make sure that you find a place or people that you feel comfortable crying in front of because that is like a key thing. Like I prefer to cry by myself in my car. I have a car on campus so that's helpful for me. Not everyone has a car on campus. Other people prefer to cry in their rooms but like in the dorm rooms the walls are really thin. And not that I've, like, h- ever heard my neighbors, like, having a mental breakdown, but, like, when I need to cry, like, I need to, like, scream cry, so I need to go to my car, and, like, I have a special spot that's, like, near campus that I really prefer to just, like, go let all my feelings out at, you know? Like, sometimes you just need to go let that out. So, highly recommend finding a place or people that you feel comfortable crying in front of. Um, if you have, like, a close friend group that you know, like, you just need to go cry with them, do it. Like, don't hold it in. I, I had a recent experience with some friends where I was not having a good day and like they, my way of coping is different than theirs. So this isn't like a bash or anything. It's more of just like a, this is like our, like how we differentiate ourselves from each other. So I told them that I like needed to cry and they were all like, no, don't cry. You don't need to cry. It's fine. And that hurt me. And that frustrated me. And I communicated that with them after that. And we like worked it out and whatever, you know, like (laughs) it's just like one of those things where like you just kind of have to like tell your friends in the moment, like, hey, this is a boundary I'm setting. This is something that I need you guys to listen to. So because for me, I don't cry very often. So when I do need to cry or like I feel it in my bones, like I can't let it go away. Like I need to let it out because if I let it go away, then like I'm not going to be able to cry and I'm still going to feel like shit. So excuse my language. Um, So I communicated with them like, hey, When I say that I need to cry, I more of just need you guys to support me and say, like, yeah, go ahead and cry. Like, let it out. Feel your feelings instead of, like, telling me to bottle it up. So don't bottle up your emotions. If you need to cry, go cry. And if you can't do it in that moment, that's totally okay. And I I hated when my therapist would be like, you can cry whenever. You can cry wherever. No, I can't cry wherever. And you guys probably know this. Like, you can't cry when you need to all the time. Like, it's not always an appropriate setting to feel like you can cry and you don't feel safe. Like, if I'm overwhelmed in class, I can't just start scream crying in class because that's not how it works. I have to wait till after class to maybe go to my room or go to my car and then cry. I can't just start crying in the middle of class because it's, mm, as much as people want it to, like, be a norm, I just don't think that it should be. Like, I think that people should feel safe when they, like, needing to cry. So, like, If you need to cry, it doesn't always come out in a place where you want it to, you know? I guess that's kind of my point with that. So my next thing on the list, oh, I loved doing this. Sorry. I'm, like, rereading what I wrote. (laughs) So it's just, like, kind of funny. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks. You wrote it. Um, So create a list of stress-relieving activities. I have this in the front of my journal, and I have things like reading or um, my roommate got me this Harry Potter coloring book that I've liked to use that's, like, just like a stress reliever like one of those like adult coloring books oh love it um I just like little activities like that like going to the gym sometimes can be an activity but if it's an activity like I have like a separate list of like things that I want to do by myself and things that I would like to do with friends and then from there I decide like whether or not I want to be by myself or whether or not I want to be with my friends and if I want to be with my friends I reach out to them and if I want to be by myself I have a list of things there that I can also do So having that like creative list of things gives me like a variety and then I don't have to come up with stuff on the spot. I can kind of look to see what my happy self enjoys and then from there decide like what is best for me in that moment. So I really like doing that. And my next point goes into the first one because it talks about keeping a journal. And even if you like update it with bullet points every once in a while, like you'll still love looking back on it and journaling can be really helpful when it comes to mental health because like even if you just bullet point the emotions that you're feeling or the things that are going on with you like every week or two that's still something that you can look back on or like reflect on or even just like to acknowledge in the moment like sometimes i can't put into words like how i'm feeling or like what i'm feeling but like as soon as i start writing out what's going on then i start to notice the emotions oh sorry i start to notice the emotions that i'm feeling And so then I can kind of take those emotions and put them on paper and then decide like what to do from there. And like sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're sad. I also started doing a thing because I haven't been doing well with my mental health recently is um, I started journaling and it like I have like a sticky note on the page that I always start on. And then it says like top three things from today. And it's a time because usually when I journal, I'm really upset. And I might have talked about this in a previous episode. I don't I don't really remember so I'm going to just talk about it again. If you've already heard this, sorry, not sorry. But um I try to like name at least at least. I usually go for about 3, 3 things from that day that made me really happy or that I enjoyed because I'm really trying to put myself back into the mindset of like the entire day wasn't bad, it was just a moment that was bad. Like I had a really good day overall. But I did have, like, about an hour where I had a PTSD trigger, and then for the next hour, like, I was feeling like shit. And it's like, okay, well, the other 23 hours of the day, I was feeling great. So, I don't know. I think that that's been helpful. Sorry, I just, like, sniffed directly into the microphone. I'm just just on it today. I'm just killing it with the bloopers that I'm not going to have the motivation to edit out. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so the next section that I have written down is talking about classes. So the first one is finding your favorite place to study. So for me, my favorite place to study is probably my bedroom. I like sitting at my desk just because, like, it's quiet. It's, like, my own space. I feel comfortable in it. Um, Other people enjoy their beds. I personally don't like studying in my bed. So, like, my bed is high up. So I, I make my bed every morning, and I don't get in my bed until I'm going to sleep the next night. And that kind of has established something in my mind. That's, like, when you're getting into bed, you're getting into bed to go to sleep, you know? So that's something that I also recommend. That doesn't have to do with classes, but that's something that's, like, really important. Like, establish your bed as a place where you're only going to sleep. Like, don't lay in bed all day. If you're going to do something, like, get a chair. Sit in a chair. I don't know. But don't lay in bed. Because if you lay in bed while you're awake, especially, like, you're not going to be able to sleep. Because your brain is going to be programmed to be, like, oh, when I'm laying in bed, I'm just, like, laying in bed to chill. But, like, I program my brain to be, like, oh, when I'm laying in bed, it's time to go to sleep so I really like that um other favorite places to study could also be like the library that's a big one for most people especially like on Illinois Wesleyan's campus the library has like um like separate like tiny rooms that you can go work in and those are really nice um there's also like the class buildings in general like we have State Farm Hall which has like booths which I love I love going and sitting in the booths those are really nice um So, like, just finding your favorite place to study. You have to try multiple places. I tried all of those places. I tried different lounges and things like that. But, like, they just never really stuck with me. I really just enjoyed being in my room near all my stuff, you know? So, the second thing that I have is knowing your procrastination triggers. So, a couple examples being, like, if your best friend usually FaceTimes you in the evening and you have a big paper due the next day, Like, set that boundary with them by telling them that you're putting your phone on silent and you, like, put it across the room. Like, when I need to study and I know that my phone's going to be a distraction, I usually put my phone on the charger on the other side of the room, giving it a chance to charge, and then I would have to, like, get up to go check it. So, like, I don't know. Once I'm sitting down, I don't want to get up. So, like, once I have my phone on the other side of the room and I'm sitting at my desk, I'm going to do my work, you know? And, like, another one is, like, if you often find yourself going to get snacks or drinks when you study, like, stock up and be prepared before you start your study session. Like, have them out for yourself so you can, like, eat them or whatever whenever you're ready for them. So, then you're not, like, going through your stuff. And, like, if your attention span is, like, really short and you can't handle reading 100 pages in, like, one sitting, try to accept that and then plan for it. So, like, if you Start reading a few days in advance. This is what I love to do with my chapters for school. And I I haven't had to read more than, like, 50 pages at a time. So we'll start with, like, 50. But, like, if I know that I need to read those 50 pages before, like, I don't know. Today's Thursday. So if I need to read them for Monday, like, I'll probably start reading. If I just read 10 pages today, 10 pages tomorrow, 10 pages Saturday, 10 pages Sunday. And then I don't have to, like, read on Monday. You know, like, I, I did it in small increments. That is super helpful. So, like, start planning for that stuff ahead of time. I know that it can get really hard, but, like, it does help you a lot. It, you do feel a lot better when you do that. So, I highly recommend doing that. And, like, whatever stops you from studying, you kind of just have to give that some thought and, like, think as to why that is and then try to do some workarounds to keep you focused. You also want to develop, like, an active habit of getting ahead, which is something that we kind of just talked about. But, like, work on knowing when your assignment is due And then plan for when you're going to do it or, like, do part of it. So, for me right now, I'm taking a class to where, like, every day is a new thing. So, like, I took my notes for today last night because I had time. And so now I don't have to worry about the notes for today. And I can focus on the other parts of it. And I can get ahead in the class. So, it's just, it's little things like that where, like, if you find yourself having time and or, like, the motivation to do it, like, do it while you can, you know? Oh, my gosh, my hair looks so weird. That's okay. I also just got a haircut. No one can see it unless you're seeing. I'm not going to post this on anything, so. (laughs) But I got a haircut, and the girl cut it way too short, but that's okay. Anyway, ow, I just hit my knuckle on the table. How many bloopers can I get in one thing? Let's see. I'm at, like, five by now. Anyway, next one is, in all caps, do not skip class. Don't skip class. Because I'll admit, I have done it, and once you do it once, it's so easy to keep doing it. It's so easy to be like, well, I missed it once. I'm not going to go again. Like, I, oh, my God, I can't stress this enough. Do not skip your classes. I don't care what the situation is. Go to class. Just go. Because I'm so angry with myself for not going to some of my classes. Go. Like, I, there's, like, there's certain times, I guess, when, like, it's like, oh, today's a study day in class. You don't really need to be there. But if it's, like, content days and you just, like, wake up and you're like, I don't really want to go today. I don't care. Get your ass out of bed. Go to class. Like you're going to be super upset with yourself. You need to hold yourself accountable because once you miss once, like it really is so much easier to keep doing it. And so like I had thing in my brain, like I didn't skip a single class first semester. And then I skipped like a couple of times at the end of second semester and it just got easier and easier every time. So from perspective of someone who has skipped and kept the streak of not skipping, don't do it. Because, like, I was super proud of myself at the end of first semester for not skipping any of my classes. Because it's more like a self, I don't know, like, something for yourself where, like, you just feel proud of yourself because you're like, wow, I really didn't want to go to class. but Like, I went anyway. Like, that makes me feel really good. But then when you start skipping classes, like, you start missing things. And, like, even if your friends catch you up, like, you still kind of have that on your, your, like, what am I trying to say? What word? Like, your soul, I guess. Like, it kind of just like hits you there because it's like, oh, I skipped class. Like, it doesn't make you cool to skip. Like, you're the one missing out on things. Like, you're the only one that's going to help yourself. So, I don't know. That's just a big thing for me. Um, Another thing is I highly recommend Google Calendar or a planner. I started using Google Calendar the summer before my freshman year to kind of get myself into it. So, then by the time, it takes a little bit. Like, for the first like couple weeks that I was using it I didn't really have everything in but like now like I have all my classes for next semester in my schedule already so I definitely recommend using Google Calendar because you can put your classes in there and then it also just helps you with like time scheduling because like it'll remind you it can remind you like 10 minutes 30 minutes or an hour beforehand that you have an event or whatever that you have it and then you don't forget because like I'll admit, sometimes I would get off track and I would, like, start doing things and then I'd get a reminder on my phone at, like, 11.50 that I had class at 12 and then I was like, oh, I need to go to class. Great. And lucky for me, it's, like, two minutes away, like, two minutes of a walk, so it's not really that bad for me. So, if your class is, like, 15, 20 minutes away, like, you're going to want to set, like, a half hour reminder beforehand to remember that you have class. So, I definitely recommend Google Calendar. I don't really use a planner as much as I used to during high school and beginning of college, but... It's still something that I recommend. I more use, um, like, I have a sticky note on my computer. And, um, like, this, the sticky note's, like, really helpful because, like, I can just write down, like, the classes that I have. And then I can write down whatever I need to do in the classes. And that has just been something that I've really enjoyed, I guess. Because, like, it's on my computer. I'm on my computer all the time. So then, like, I always see it. I always see, like, oh, I have stuff I need to get done. Oh, I have stuff I need to do. So I really like that. And my last thing when it comes to classes is find a note-taking system that works well for you. So I don't know. Other alumni and upperclassmen can attest to this. But for me, I like having my notes on paper. Sometimes in classes, like the lecture that I'm in right now, I'll take notes on my laptop and then transfer them to paper. And that's a good way of like remembering them. So like I can type fast in class. And then after class, I take time to like write those notes into a notebook so that I have them on paper. And then that's another way for me to like remember them. So I definitely, I've definitely enjoyed that. And so that's kind of like my big thing with classes. So now we can kind of turn to social life because I know that's a big thing that everyone loves to hear about. Okay, so something that I have heard a lot of people asking me about, especially my friend Kara. So Kara, I'll probably recommend you to listen to this episode, but I'm going to first talk about sorority life and kind of like what it's like to go through the recruitment process, specifically at my university. I don't necessarily know how different it is for everyone. For bigger schools, it's probably a little bit different, but for smaller schools, I think it probably follows the same thing. So we have four nights at Illinois Wesleyan, and we have four different schools. So the first night is, well, you have like orientation where you learn about all of them, just like a broad thing um and then you get to like meet your group of like little freshies that you get to like go around with to the different houses and that's really fun so get close with those people because those people are awesome so the first night is called sisterhood night where like you get to like basically meet some of the members and like broadly learn about each other so that night is all about like hi what's your name what's your hometown favorite color your major, like, you're going to say the same things over and over and over again, and you kind of just have to get used to it, so, like, you're going to kind of feel stupid for telling someone your major for the 50th time, but, like, that's just what's going to happen, and then at the end of that night, for us, we dropped our least favorite, so, like, I dropped one that I didn't really like, and so then I still had three options, and if you get called back by all those options, so, like, the sororities will also rate, not rate you, I guess, but they'll rate, like, whether or not they had fun with you, and then if they did, then, like, They basically, like, invite you back for the next night. And so then you'll get the chance to go to three at max Um, So because you dropped one. So, like, you aren't interested in going to that one. And, like, whether or not they were interested in you, it doesn't matter. Like, they're dropped. So I might be explaining this a little bit off, but this was just – I'm trying to remember everything. (laughs) So bear with me for any upperclassmen that are like, this is wrong. I'm pretty sure most of it's right, but whatever. Um, The second night is called Values Night, and this is where you learn about the sorority and what it means and what it cares about most. And so, like, I don't know, like, building connections with, like, specific girls is going to happen. So, like, you're still kind of learning broadly about the sorority, but you're getting closer with maybe, like, a couple individuals. And then at the end of that night, you drop one, and so then you're most likely left with two options. And some people are only left with one option after that night, but most people you get two options still. Um, And for higher, like, bigger schools, it might be more options. It just kind of depends. And then the last night is preference night, and that is, like, the final invitational round of recruitment. And this is the one that's, like, most important and most inspirational of nights. So the active members, they share, like, personal stories and what it meant to be in a sorority. And this was an emotional night for everyone, and I cried during and I wasn't even a part of the sorority yet and I cried during the Sigma Kappa time slot and that night is what made me choose what my home was so pref night is kind of the night where like I really because I originally wasn't even sure if I wanted to be in a sorority anyway but after that night and seeing the bonds that these women made I was like I want to be a part of this family like these people are my home and oh I'm just never going to feel, like, I get chills thinking about it, like, that night changed my life, that night was amazing, and so at the end of that night, you'll choose your top pick, where I chose mine, obviously, and it's not guaranteed that you get your top choices, like, each night, but wherever you end up, like, you always will fit in, and, like, sorority life isn't for everyone, but, like, I definitely recommend it's something that everyone tries, so... Even if you're not really sure, like, I wasn't sure I would want to be in a sorority, and now, like, you can't see it, but I'm wearing my Sigma Kappa shirt right now, (laughs) because, like, I love the sorority. I'm so excited to live in house next year. I just highly recommend that everyone try to go through the recruitment process, because it builds friendships no matter what, and then the next day, obviously, is bid day, and you basically get to celebrate whatever bid you got, so it's really exciting. I really enjoy sorority life overall. Like, it's, it's really fun. Um, The next thing when it comes to a social life is another thing that one of my friends asked me about was talking about long distance relationships and okay this is gonna (laughs) this is kind of funny but I'm going to suggest that you avoid a serious relationship unless like you're planning on marrying your high school sweetheart because like I've met people on both sides of the spectrum where like there were people who came in with a relationship they didn't really want the relationship anymore once they started college because they maybe weren't with their significant other anymore like physically like they went to different schools or whatever and like it just didn't work and then there's other people like my best friend Kaylee her boyfriend goes to LSU and she goes to Illinois Wesleyan like they're like really far away from each other and they're making it work because like they plan on getting married like it just kind of depends on the relationship that you're in and so like since you're going to a new place I can't fully talk because like I did find my person like I went into college without a relationship and then I started dating my person in January so I don't know like it kind of it's really just different for everyone but I do recommend just not getting into serious relationships unless you were to like find your person when you get to school just because like coming into college it's a lot more fun on my end at least it was to be single and like get to explore because when you're dating someone especially oh my gosh especially dating someone in your friend group that could lead to a nasty breakup and being in the friend group like everyone always chooses sides they always choose sides, and it may or may not be yours, so I don't even like thinking about taking the risk of that, but that's just my opinion, you know, like, with distance relationships, it's really hard, because, like, you want to meet people, you want to make friends, you also don't really want to, like, you don't want to get, I'm trying to think of how to word this, like, when you're in a relationship, and then you get to college, you're gonna have to tell your significant other, like, what you're doing all the time, blah, 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 like, Sometimes it gets controlling and it gets annoying, like, I'm going out to a party and my significant other doesn't want me to, and it's like, okay, but, like, if you want to go do it, like, you should be able to go experience the college life and not worry about what your partner wants or doesn't want, you know? That's just kind of, like, what I'm thinking with that, but I don't know. Meeting people and making friends is honestly really fun. Like, you're going to enjoy that, and, like, you're going to want to get involved and join student clubs or organizations, and I personally would suggest that you make the goal – Of joining at least two clubs or organizations and because that's two, two, just two, it's not a lot, two opportunities for you to meet new people and I overloaded myself with like eight different organizations and it was way too much and then I had to prioritize and then I had to drop things and like it just made freshman year a whole lot more overwhelming so I would recommend joining at least two clubs to just kind of feel it out, see what you think, just get in at least two because Like, the first one you might not enjoy as much, but the second one you enjoy a lot. And, like, at either one, you're going to make friends. Whether or not people show up to the first one, then you can rely on the second one, you know? So getting into, like, clubs and activities is really exciting. So I definitely think that it it is scary, but even if you go alone, like, who cares? Like, I don't know. I don't think it really matters that much. Um, You also want to actively participate in activities that are organized by the university and faculty because, like, for me personally, I went to some activities first semester, and then I kind of stopped going to the activities, and then, like, I regretted not going because they did look like a lot of fun. And, like, you can go with your friends, or in the beginning of the semester, you don't have to go with anyone because nobody knows anybody, so you'll kind of just get to, like, meet people as you go. So you'll most likely regret not going, so, rather than going. Like, you're not usually going to go to these events and be like, oh, I wish I didn't go to this. I wish I laid in bed instead. Like, you know you're going to end up seeing people post on social media and you're going to be like, wow, I really wish I went to this. Like, we had, mm, was it like a Met Gala? I think that's what it was, maybe, something like that. And I chose not to go. And then I saw pictures on social media. And, okay, actually, I found out a bunch of people got COVID afterwards, so I was kind of glad I didn't go. But it was so much fun. It looked like so much fun, and I regretted not going because, like, everyone got dressed up. Everyone took cute pictures. Like, it looked like fun. It was kind of like a prom, but, like, Met Gala style, you know? So I definitely, I definitely recommend going to those activities even if you don't necessarily always enjoy going. But even if you just go with one other person and you check it out and then you decide it's not your scene and you leave, at least you tried it, you know. So that's kind of like my big thing on the social life. You also just like, you're going to want to be open to meeting new people and don't shut people off right away, you know. Like, be friends with everyone. Don't try to, don't try to make enemies right when you get to school. Just don't do it. Like, everyone's kind of trying to find their place and fit in, cut people some slack. Some people might be acting like something that they're not, but it's just because they want to fit in, you know? And that was something that I didn't really understand why people were acting that way, and now I get it, and I'm like, okay, like, I'll I'll cut some people some slack next year, you know? So just be open, be willing to try things, and that's kind of my big thing on social life. Okay, I'm gonna get into some other key advice that I feel like is important that doesn't necessarily fit into any of the categories I already talked about, but I feel like it's still important. And then after that, I have a huge, like, not huge. I have a list of, like, packing must-dos and must-don'ts. So that's kind of the remainder of this. But so some other key advice is do your laundry on weekdays because most people will do it on weekends and or, like, want to do it on weekends. And then it's, like, a, it's a madhouse. And also, like, set reminders for your laundry. Like, if you know your laundry is going to be done in a half hour in the washer, like, set a reminder on your phone or, like, set, like, a timer just to make sure that you go down to get it because if not like people will take it out of the washers and dryers for you. And like some people are nice about it, some people aren't. So I would just like not take the risk. Like just make sure that you make sure make sure that you make sure. <laughs> make sure that you do it at a time that you'll be able to get your laundry. And even if you like like you switch it to the dryer and you have an hour and then you also have class for an hour. Like that kind of stuff usually works, but if you leave your stuff in there for more than like 20 minutes to a half hour of like it being unattended and done, chances are someone's going to take it out and either, like, put it on top of the washer or, like, put it on the ground. Like, just don't take the risk with that because I've had so many issues with people with laundry. Like, you just want to make sure that you aren't the person that's leaving your stuff in there. Um, the next thing is don't walk around alone at night if you can help it. I've had to do it occasionally, and my campus is, like, overall pretty safe but if you can avoid it, don't walk outside alone for a longer period of time unless it's, like, a two-minute walk at max. But even then, like, call someone and be on the phone with them because, like, it's scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> you're on your own outside. Like, you're going to want to make sure that someone knows where you are what you're doing. You also want to take your keys everywhere, even if it's literally just to the bathroom because you don't want to lock yourself out because it is a pain to have to call your RA or the RA on duty and then, like, the people have to go get the keys for you from downstairs and then they have to come all the way upstairs to like unlock it for you like it's a long process and it is annoying for everyone involved so don't take the risk take your keys everywhere make sure you lock your doors whenever you leave if you're just going to the bathroom you don't necessarily need to lock your door but take your keys just in case because like I know Evie and I have had the issue of like our door like not unlocking all the way so like when we leave to go do something the door will stay locked So then when I go out and the door closes, then I'm locked out and my keys are inside the room. And I've only ever had to call them once. And the one time I had to call them, I did not have my phone. I didn't have my mask. I didn't even have shoes on because I had literally just gone out to throw away something like in the hallway and the door shut and I was locked out. So I just don't recommend leaving your keys anywhere. Like take them with you no matter what. I also, oh, this is a good one. I recommend getting a job on campus. Like, I know that school can be overwhelming, but even if you just work, like, six to eight hours a week, that's still something. Like, just getting a job, because most of the jobs are desk jobs, and you literally get paid to do homework. Like, you just sit at the desk. You're there for assistance when people need it, but it's not necessary. Not necessarily something that they need all the time. Like, they'll always give you desk jobs. So try to find a desk job somewhere that will allow you to not only do your schoolwork, because, like then you're getting paid for six hours a week to just sit down and do your schoolwork at the location of your work, you know? Like, it's just really nice. I definitely recommend, especially if there are jobs in place that give you good resources. Like, um, for us, we have the Career Center, and we have people that work desk jobs at the Career Center, and so then they get to meet all the people that, like, help them find stuff with their career. Like, getting income, like, as an education major, I would get to talk to, like, teachers and professors and people that are in education and then, like, build those connections, you know? Like, I, I totally recommend finding someone that's going to benefit you. Like, I worked in the track office my freshman year, and I love that. Now I'm also just, like, working at the Shirk Center, like, the Athletic Center in general. And I'm just sitting at this desk. I literally don't have to do anything. I just get to do homework, watch grades Anatomy, read, like, whatever, you know? So definitely just look for desk jobs. It's nice. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, Oh, another thing that I kind of talked about earlier is using the resources that you pay for. So like when I was talking about the gym, like everything that you see on campus is paid for in part by your tuition dollars. So in that way, by not taking advantage of your resources, it's literally like leaving money on the table. You've already paid for it. Why not use it? Like that's why I think I emphasize that people find a different study place than I did because like as much as I love my room, I think, like, there are so many good resources on campus. Like, we have the Writing Center downstairs in the library. And, like, you literally can take your papers there, and students or faculty will read it and then make comments on it. And then you can, like, get it back and revise it. And they don't even have to be your professor because your professor usually won't revise your essays. They'll just expect you to turn it in final draft. So, use those resources, you know? Like, it's a free, mem- whoa, it's a free gym membership, free movies, free lectures. Free resume editing, like free, free, free. Like you know that nothing's actually free. You're paying for it, so like go ahead and use it. You know, like go go get it. Uh, another thing is that I learned the hard way was that I needed to check parking because I would park in places and then I'd get like a warning. I only got one warning, but it was because I parked in a lot where I didn't see that there was a sign that said that it was only faculty. Like this was faculty all week, like all year round. So. Check wherever you're parking, make sure that you can park there, make sure you get your parking sticker, whether or not you pay for that. We don't have to pay for ours, but I don't know, like, how other schools work. Like, some schools you have to pay for it. You also want to check, like, along the streets of, like, the city. Like, the city is a lot more, like, the school is a lot more lenient, but the city is always like, oh, this college has parked in the wrong spot, here's a really hefty ticket, and those are annoying, and we don't want to deal with that, so don't do that. Um, another thing is explore the campus the first few weeks because when you learn the buildings and the way around with your friends like everyone knows that you're a freshman and it's not too bad to like be embarrassed like you're gonna feel a little bit embarrassed because you don't know what you're doing but it's nice like walk through to know like make sure you know where your classes are have a picture of the school map on your phone so you know where to get places how long it's gonna get to take to places like you get to campus a little bit early anyway explore it do it because like what I did with Evie is we went to the gym, we went to the upstairs gym that we didn't really know about, and we literally just tried all of the machines because we, we wanted to make sure that we knew how to use them. And I'm so glad that we did because like now I go into the gym and like I'm confident in what I'm doing and like I know what I'm doing. Like I, I have those plans. I also know like most of the buildings on campus by now. Like it takes time, but you have to be willing to learn them. So I would recommend just trying to get them in the first few weeks because like By now, like, if I'm walking around campus and I don't know what I'm doing, I feel a lot more stupid because I've been here a full year. So I recommend that people try to learn that stuff early on. Um, Next is staying connected with your family. That is important because I live in town and I would just text my family every couple days and, like, other people FaceTime their family every night. Like, I know my, my roommate, her family lives two and a half hours away. Like, she'll FaceTime them a lot and get to talk to them and that's great because, like, she wants to stay connected with them. So just because you're at college doesn't mean you can, like, avoid your family and, like, be disowned by them, you know? Like, stay in contact with them. Also, don't be afraid to go out on your own, and this was something that I struggled with where I did not want to go get meals unless I was going to be accompanied by a friend. And you kind of just have to get used to eating on your own, and when you go to the eating places, eating places, (laughs) when you go to, like, get food or whatever, like, especially at a small school like we know everyone so like I'm gonna find someone there to eat with anyway I don't necessarily have to walk in with anyone and like as much as it is nice to eat like with people it's also fun to eat by yourself because you can just like go sit at like a two person table and eat whatever you want take your time watch a show I love watching a show when I eat breakfast that's something that I always do so highly recommend that um this one kind of goes into what I'm going to talk about later but wait to buy things just just wait you know, like, when you get to college, it's good to have, like, the essentials, but, like, when you get to college, like, don't buy a rug beforehand, maybe don't buy a TV, don't buy all these things that you don't even know, like, some things, like, you can't have a toaster, you can't have a waffle iron, like, there's some things that you can't have in school that some people bring, and then they're not allowed to actually bring in, or, like, get in trouble for bringing in, so wait to buy a lot of things until you get there, so you know what you can and can't have, and then you also get that layout of your room, so then you know what you need, because for some people, you might get too big of a rug and then like it doesn't work in your room or you get too small of a rug like a I don't know like a two by four rug and then that doesn't work like wait until your room is set up to then go out and buy like a lamp and things like that like j- just wait you'll you'll like it better if you wait it's also easier moving in when you don't buy all those things because then like when you go out to the store later you can just get them then and it's a lot easier I also had some of my friends say that buying things from Bed Bath & Beyond and Target or Health helpful and like when you get to school and you realize like oh i need this lamp i need this rug i need this then like you can pre-order it once you're like in town so like you can pre-order stuff from target or bed bath and beyond and then they'll have it ready for you by the time you get there so you literally just have to pick it up and you can go back to school and then you're good you also on the day of moving day you want to be considerate of your parents because like this is a really hard day for them as well oh my gosh my computer needs to stop going off um This is a really hard day for them as well because, like, they're leaving their oldest, their youngest, their middle child behind. Like, they're pushing – not pushing. They're putting you in somewhere new. Like, it's a very unfamiliar place, and it's important to just kind of cut some slack for everybody. It's also – one of my friends suggested doing, like, a pre-college program that was really helpful for her where, like, she went to a college the summer before moving into her college, and she got to learn, like – what she was going to need in a dorm and stuff like that. Like, she took a, like, a maybe a college class or, like, did, like, a fun week-long thing at a college just to, like, kind of get the idea of what it's like to be at college and just, like, it's like a trial run for college. Because, like, when you get there freshman year, like, I, I got there freshman year and I went through freshman year and I was fine, but, like, Tessa said that that stuff would be helpful. So everyone listen to Tessa. Maybe try a pre-college program. For the people that are incoming freshmen now, I guess it's May, so you might not have time to sign up for that, but just even looking into it, reading things about it, kind of preparing yourself for college, you'll definitely, you won't regret it. It'll definitely be something that will be beneficial for you. Okay, so kind of coming to an end of, like, things, I'm going to talk about packing. So packing is, like, a big thing that I think alumni and, like, upperclassmen can attest to. But also, like, freshmen, you guys need to hear this. So I'm going to talk about things that you don't really need, things that you definitely need, and then just a couple of other side notes about packing. So first, don't bring a lot of T-shirts. I know that you have a lot of T-shirts from high school, but trust me when I tell you that you're really not going to wear them because you get so many T-shirts from other different things in the school. Like, I probably have at least 20 shirts that I got just this year, at least. And, like, because of all the different activities I was in, all the things I was doing, like, you get so many free T-shirts – It is insane. So don't bring a lot of t-shirts if you can help it just because you're definitely not going to need them. So that's a big thing. Don't bring a lot of t-shirts. I have that in all caps. Listen to me when I say that. Next is don't bring more than one throw pillow. This is more of a controversial one. Um, My friend Kaylee, my bestie Kaylee, she brought like three, I think. I had to take three of them home with me to like store for her. But um, she used them. Because she was the room that everyone hung out in. That was, like, her and Lucy's room. our like, two of our friends. So, like, she had, like, six or seven people in her room at a time. And so people would need, like, pillows to, like, lay against. So, like, she actually used them. However, for me, like, I didn't have people in my room. So I didn't need that. I would recommend that if you're gonna be that room, don't buy a bunch of throw pillows anyway. Just have, like, maybe a chair or something. Like, I have a... It was, like, a shoe thing. It was, like, one of those little, like, storage box shoe things that you can also, like, stand on. It was, like, an ottoman. Um, And I use that to get on my bed, but people also use that to, like, sit on it, and that's nice. Um, But if you also... Like, my roommate got a beanbag, and we love that thing. Her beanbag is awesome. So maybe get a beanbag instead of a million throw pillows because the throw pillows just get annoying. And, like, the beanbag is something that you can also sit on instead of being on your bed, which is something that I talked about not doing unless you're sleeping. So don't get more than one throw pillow. I recommend you don't. Kaylee might uh, disagree with me, but that's okay. Kaylee disagrees with me on basically everything anyway. (laughs) Sorry. Love you, bae. I'll see you in June. (laughs) Um, The next thing is don't overpack on decorations and knickknacks. So like hanging things on the wall is definitely going to be better than having things on your dressers because you're going to want the space. And I had like one sign or like picture in my room that like wasn't on a wall and that was definitely enough for me just because like you really don't need all of that you know so like I had I hung up like three or four things I know like um some of my friends I'm gonna keep talking about them but like Lucy has these like really cute like aesthetic pictures that she has above her bed that are just like taped on the wall and those like look really cute so like just think about the fact that you are gonna be living there and kicking up on the wall and whatever like you also want as much space as you can so don't put things down that you don't need, you know? Like, I know my roommate had, like, she had, like, a box that was, like, for decoration and, like, fake plants and things. Like, she just had a lot of things that definitely, like, didn't, she didn't necessarily need. So, like, it just, like, it takes up a lot of room for people, especially, like, we don't have the room. So, don't bring a lot of decorations and knickknacks, especially if, like, you can just wait until you're there and then maybe go out and buy some once you know what the space looks like. So I would just say waiting on bringing those. But, like, definitely do a picture wall. I put um, a picture wall on my dresser or, like, a, my, like, wardrobe thing. I have, like, pictures all up on the front of that, and I love that. So I highly recommend doing, like, a picture wall instead of, like, having picture frames. Also, limiting the books that you bring. For me, I didn't really need to do that because I read a lot. But for my friends, like, like Daniel and Tessa and Lucy and them, like, they don't really read a lot. But, like, Daniel I know told me that he brought a lot of books and then was like, I actually didn't really need any of these. Like, maybe bring, like, one or two books at max. But if you are a reader like I am where, like, I'm on over 20 books this year and it's only May, then maybe bring some. But if you know that, like, college is going to be your full-time job, maybe don't bring as many books. Um, Evie told me not to bring a beach towel. So she said that she just, like, never used it. Specifically, like, we live in Illinois, so, like, you're never going to need a beach towel in the middle of central Illinois because there's nowhere to go for beaches, you know? Um, even just, like, laying out on the quad, like, you'll probably take a blanket. You don't, you don't need that. Um, yeah, beach towels, not the move. Unless you were going to Florida or somewhere on the coast, in which case, take all the beach towels you want. But for central Illinois peeps, you did not need a beach towel. Um, personally, the other one is I never used my robe. I thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, a robe, that'd be so cool. I did not use it ever. It just, I didn't, I didn't need it. My roommate Evie loves her robe. She uses it all the time. So this is another like controversial thing, kind of like the throw pillows where it's like, if you are going to use it, get it. If you don't already use one, you can probably survive without it. So it's kind of just up to you, but I don't personally recommend bringing a robe. Um, oh, this is another big thing. Wait to buy your school supplies and then get it as you need it. Or else you'll be buying things you don't need. So, like, I bought a million pens and pencils that I just didn't use. I also bought a stapler and a hole puncher that I also used, like, maybe twice each. So, like, you can get by without those things. They also have all that stuff on campus for you. So, like, you can just use it in the offices and things like that. You really don't need to buy all that for yourself. So don't bring a lot of school supplies. Just buy it as you need it. Like, I'm right next to a Walgreens, so I can just walk to Walgreens and buy myself a stapler if I really needed it. But it was not something that I needed. I do not recommend bringing it. So those are all the things that I don't recommend you guys bring. But now we're going to get into the must-haves, which is a little bit longer of a list. So keep taking notes if you already were. If you weren't taking notes, now is the time to really take notes. So the first one is you want shower shoes. For sure, 100%. I don't care, like, if you're in a communal bathroom, you want shower shoes, because that shit's gross. Excuse my language. So gross. It is disgusting, and I cannot emphasize enough that you're going to want shoes to wear, like flip-flops or something. I wear flip-flops. Some people wear Crocs. It kind of just depends on what you want. Yeah, I just, I recommend that. Um, The next one is, if you're planning on having LED lights, I personally didn't use LED lights, but if you're planning on having it, make sure you get one with a remote, because you're not going to want to get a to change the settings you're just going to want to do it from your bed the next one oh this one's in all caps because the Lucy recommended it but you want a bedside caddy especially if your bed is going to be a high, or even if it's not like having a bedside table that like hooks on your bed do you know what I'm talking about you might have to look it up but um Lucy Tessa probably Bella and I like and Kaylee Kaylee was the one that got me into it but a bedside caddy is a lifesaver because you can have your water bottle in it you put your phone in it I have my book in there Um, I also have my melatonin in there. I have ponytails in there. Like, that thing was a lifesaver for me because then I didn't have to get down from my bed to get the things that I needed. So definitely recommend that. Um, Also look into things that have multiple uses. I don't have any, like, specific examples of this, I guess. But I don't know. Like, getting things that do multiple things is definitely going to be helpful. Like, don't get something that's just a singular use, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't really remember why I put this one, if I'm being honest. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, the next thing is a reusable water bottle. Those are super helpful. You really just need one, and you'll just wash it. So, like, you'll want dish soap because you'll, you'll wash it whenever. Um, you also want shoe spray. This was something Evie and I really struggled with, especially, like, when things were really humid out. Like, our feet got sweaty and gross. Like, and then they smelled. And so we had, like, spray that we could, like, spray into our shoes or on our feet, and then it helped make our feet not smell bad. You also want paper plates. This is another one that's in all caps. Paper plates are very important. Maybe one microwave safe bowl plate and then like one of each silverware, but then the rest should be plastic stuff because like you're not gonna wanna make a million like dishes because you're not gonna wanna wash them. You'll also wanna wash them as you use them. So like if I used a spoon that was like a normal spoon for ice cream, as soon as I get done with the ice cream, I'm gonna gonna wanna, whoa, words, glitch. I'm going to want to go wash that spoon because you're going to want it to be ready for the next time you need it. So just be keep in mind that whenever you do use things that need washed, you're going to need to wash them, like, right after you use them because otherwise they get gross. Like, my friend Abby, she left her ramen in, like, a bowl that was really gross and we ended up having to throw it away because it was, like, moldy and stuff because, like, she just didn't clean it. Like, she didn't want to, you know. So make sure that you just use a lot of paper plates. It's not great for the environment, but the environment's going to shit anyway, so whatever. The next thing is, I told you guys, there's a lot. (laughs) The next thing is a mattress topper. You're definitely going to need this. Everyone has one. It's not just you. I definitely recommend getting this before you get to college, um, so then you can kind of, like, test it out and make sure that you actually like it. Um, Get one, even if it's, like, a sheeted one that's, like, It's, like, the pad is in, like, a sheet that you could just put over the bed. Make sure it, like, hooks onto your bed. Like, mine has, like, straps on either, like, all four ends that strap underneath the actual, like, bed mattress. And then it keeps it in place because otherwise, like, it's going to shift back and forth all night and it's going to be annoying. You also want a rug if you have hard floors, but wait until you get there to get it. You're not going to want to get it right away because you don't know what kind of floor space you have. So wait to get that. You also want a laundry backpack, not uh like what's it called not like a basket but you want the backpack you can get them on Amazon they're probably like $15 um it has it's like you can like hang it up on things so then you can have it hung up like in your wardrobe or like even just if you want it on the ground that works um but have that and that's going to be super helpful because then like carrying that laundry you don't know where your laundry stuff is like mine's in the basement and I'm on the 7th floor so like I put that shit on my back, and I can carry it. And then I also just, like, carry the detergent in my hand. But there's also, like, a spot for you to put that in the back, like, of the backpack, which is really nice. So, definitely get a laundry backpack instead of a hamper. Um, Next is get two of each type of, like, the three towels. So, you'll have, like, your body towel, and then you'll have, like, the hand towel, and then you'll have a washcloth. I didn't really use the washcloth as much, but I don't know. So, I recommend at least the two big towels, and then the hand towels, because, like, you're gonna probably use your towel for a week or two, and then usually whenever I do laundry, I throw my towel in, and then I'll pull out a new one, so I definitely recommend doing that. You don't necessarily have to get two of each towel, but, like, sometimes things spill, and, like, you need that towel instead of paper towels. Oh, the next thing on my list is paper towels, so you also will want paper towels, but having two types of each towel is also really helpful, but, yeah, next, paper towels. I go through them so fast like you definitely want to stock up on paper towels just like three or four rolls and you'll probably be good for a while unless you use them really fast I don't know um next is a shower caddy make sure you get a mesh one um other people have like the plastic ones but the plastic ones will get mold in them and that's gross so definitely use a mesh one because um like the water will seep through it and then it'll like dry better so definitely do mesh instead of plastic you also want command strips when it comes to hanging up decorations. Um, don't get the velcro ones; those don't really work. They don't hold a lot of weight. Depending on what you're bringing to college, make sure you don't bring things that are really heavy. That are like that you're hanging up. Like bring things that are like light because command strips can't hold that much weight either. You also want power strips and extension cords. You can sometimes put like your extension cords on the wall with like command strips and stuff. Depending on what you get, like the velcro ones probably would work for that, I guess. Um, definitely recommend command strips for the extension cords then but you also just want power strips in general because you're only going to have like maybe two or three um power wall thingamajiggers I can't think of words right now um outlets gosh (laughs) it's been a day um you're not going to have a lot of those in your room and you're not going to want to really share them so get the extension cords and the power strips when you can also take nail polish remover because you're definitely going to want to do your nails for my girly girls, um, doing your nails is really nice, or just, like, having them done, you're not going to want to go get them done, you're going to want to do it yourself, so just have nail polish remover just in case, um, you also want Clorox wipes or, like, disinfector, and you're going to want to clean the room as soon as you get there, so as soon as you get there, get all your stuff in, but don't unpack anything until you've wiped down the room, you've, like, use like a Swifter, get a Swifter. I didn't have a Swifter and I regret it because my floor is disgusting, but get a Swifter so that you can use that on your floor. You also, usually like a friend will have a vacuum, but you'll want like a small vacuum or something as well just to like get all the hair off of the ground because we'll be honest, it gets gross. If you don't have a vacuum, even if you do. A lint roller also works really well. It does take a little while to do the lint rolling, so I would recommend that, like, once a month or something, but you'll want to lint roll your carpet as well because, again, hair gets everywhere and it gets gross, so do that for sure. You also want to, like, deep clean throughout the year because, like, I don't know, like, the deepest clean that my room got was, like, right when I moved in, and then after that, like, I tried to deep clean, but, like, you're not really moving your furniture around stuff to clean stuff, so, like, dirt piles up and that shit gets gross so just try to keep the room as clean as you can maybe like once or twice a week not once or twice a week once every two weeks or so you'll want to wipe everything down just to keep it clean because nobody's coming in to clean it like they might at your house or your parents clean stuff at your house or whatever like you're in charge of all that so do that. Um, Another thing is a microwave and a fridge. You definitely want those. Oh my gosh, I just hit my microphone. Ouch. Sorry, I'm so sorry, babe. Um, (laughs) Whoopsies. Um, You're gonna want a microwave and a fridge, just because those are like really helpful. Like, I there's not even an explanation for it. You just know that you need one of them. So with my roommate, she bought the fridge. I bought the microwave. It usually helps when you guys just like split, like one buys one by one buys the other. It doesn't really matter, but you're both gonna use it, so be mindful of the other person. Um, I highly recommend a mask for like your eyes and a fan. So like Evie has a fan that we use for like sound, um, and that's really nice. But then I also have an eye mask that's like a weighted eye mask that I really enjoy because like sometimes you want a nap and your roommate's in there, and like the light might be on or like a light might be on, and for me like I need it to be dark in order for me to sleep. So the eye mask definitely helps me. Another thing are, oh Tide Sticks. Those are a lifesaver. Evie and I have definitely had issues. We've gone through a million Tide Sticks. So you want to get like two or three for sure. Just like you're going to get stains on your clothes. It just kind of happens. But you're definitely going to want something that's going to help you get the stain out. So definitely get that in. You also want a good pair of walking shoes. You don't necessarily need to go out to buy these if you already have good pairs of shoes. Like I have a good pair of tennis shoes. I haven't had to buy a new pair yet this year so I've been good but you definitely want a good pair of shoes because you're walking around campus most of the time you're not really driving even if you have a car you're not driving so get a good pair of shoes um my mom also made me a first aid kit which is something that I recommend everyone has mine was really good so maybe as like a send-off gift you could ask your mom be like hey mom or dad or parental person um can you please make me a first aid kit And they'll probably help you out with that. So, yeah. That's kind of the end of my, like, must-haves. But I do have some other kind of, like, quick packing tips before we sign off for today. And I think this episode is, like, low-key a lot longer than most of my episodes. So, this is why I'm going to have to do multiple parts of having a college life. Because college life is a lot. So, period. Um, With other packing things, don't overpack because you will most likely want to buy things when you move in. So just really bring the essentials. This is something that I've already kind of emphasized. And the other big thing to take away from packing, I should have said this in the beginning of the episode, a minimalist mindset. That is what you need, a minimalist mindset when it comes to do not overpack your clothing in general. I said t-shirts in the beginning, but in general, do not overpack your clothing because that shit sucks. Because then you have to remember that whatever you bring, You're going to have more that you will be taking home because you'll be buying stuff throughout college. You're going to be getting stuff for free. Like minimalist mindset. That is the biggest thing that I can tell you guys. Just like, you know, you don't really need a lot. Kind of bring the essentials. You'll buy some more while you're there, but don't overpack. It's a pain. It's a pain to overpack because like then you have to overpack again to leave school and that shit sucks. So do that sorry for the sniff. Um, I feel like the rain today is just making me like sniffly. I don't even know. Um, next is pack for the weather. This is a big one. Separate your clothes into like weather types, like winter, fall, spring, summer, and then take the clothes for the weather that you need. So like Kaylee learned this the hard way, but she's from New Orleans where it's like 80 degrees at least all year round. So she brought a bunch of like summer clothes And then got here and had the reality check of, like, after the first two weeks of school here, it got really cold really fast. And then she was kind of stuck with, like, tank tops. (laughs) You know? Like, she had, like, other, like, warm clothes. But, like, Kaylee didn't have a winter coat. She didn't have the things that, like, she was going to need. So, like, you kind of want to pack for the place you're going to. You want to remember where you're going and know what the weather's going to be like. Especially if you're moving far from home. And, like, if you live closer to home, you can kind of switch out your clothes as you need to. So, like, I have my summer clothes at home and then I brought them to school because it's becoming summertime and I took all my winter stuff home. But, like, people that don't have that nice of, like, you know, the ability to do, you have to bring everything with you. And that's where the minimalist mindset definitely comes in handy because you kind of have to think in a minimalist mindset, I guess. Like, you can't bring as much as you would want to. And you also want to make sure that you take all of like the first aid kit and the toiletries and like that sounds crazy but like I needed medicine and toiletries that I didn't necessarily use every day but I did need on occasion kind of like like cotton balls nail clippers extra soap extra toothbrushes detergent if your school doesn't provide that like you kind of just have to think like everything that you have at home you're not going to have anything at college so things that you might not really even think about needing at school like really try to take that time to think like what you're going to necessarily need you know so yeah oh my gosh that was so much hopefully that was like good i don't know i'm gonna have to listen back to this and pray that it sounds good i don't really know what happened i had so many bloopers but it's part of being human and i'm not gonna edit it out because we're human and we all make mistakes so yeah thank you guys for listening today remember this is your reminder that you did the best you could today and that's all you can ask of yourself remember that you matter And if you guys need any other advice about college, please DM me. Let me know at Marissa Hagler on Instagram. And I will talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. (laughs)